Cabeza. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Franken Culture Wrestling Podcast. As always, I am your host. My name is Martin. Today, Katie is taking a sabbatical. She will not be joining us, but we still have Cliff. And Cliff, you brought along a special guest. Why don't you go ahead and do the introduction for me? Yeah, so this is a long time. We actually went to high school together. Um, and so welcome aboard Anthony Lujan. He is a U.S. Army veteran and uh, still in. He's even a veteran. So, Anthony, why don't you say hi? Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you, Anthony, for joining us tonight. How are you doing today? Uh, no, my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me out to do this. It's going to be a fun time. Yes, yes. The next hour to hour and a half is uh, usually quite enthralling with wonderful statements of wrongnitude coming from Cliff. So we'll see how many times I just tell him he's wrong. You can join in. It's funny because Anthony Anthony is lowering his voice like his name was Star-Lord. I don't get that reference. For anybody who watched Infinity Wars, you'll get that reference. No, no, we're not talking about the the sad movie. (laughs) No, we are not talking about that. I wish we had a Marvel podcast, but unfortunately we do not. I mean, so let's just get, let's just get in right into the review of the greatest Royal rumble. Uh, it was pretty low bar for a WWE pay-per-view. I don't know how many people would agree with me, but it was, just a, a hot mess, a hot mess. Starting with the fact that the the crowd on the bot on the main floor next to the ring was reserved for all Saudi royals and government officials. It, there was hardly any real fans, so it didn't give it, the pay per view a real pay per view vibe for being something so spectacular. All the major res- wrestling fans were out in the stands, away from it, as you saw when it did a pan out of the main floor space left because they wanted to keep the royals separated from quote unquote the peasants the commoners and i thought huge disservice to the extravagance and the hype of being the quote unquote greatest royal rumble it didn't feel out it didn't feel great to me because there was no wrestling reaction near the ring where the mics were at other than that, there was there was a lot of botching throughout the whole whole event. The biggest one probably, you know, Jinder Mahal and Jeff Hardy. That was just oh, just it's just the whole event just to me was it was a D. I give it a D if I had to give it a letter grade. I would have to agree with you. Like I think D plus is around like a high uh, like a low D plus, I guess I would have to say. Um, I just, I felt like with um, the Jeff Hardy situation was definitely kind of odd. Um, there was a couple other things in there. Like, I don't know if anybody noticed, but technically the Royal Rumble, because Hornswoggle was never eliminated. Like he, he get, he never jumped over the top rope. Can, he went under, he went underneath the rope. Can we, then, can we not do a Curtis Ackles thing with that? Yeah. I mean, that's, it sounds like they're, no, he, he <laughs> Hornswoggle needs to stay away from WWE now. He can go away now. Yeah, I mean, it was it was cool to see the Saudi acts to see like a couple people in and out, but yeah, overall the show was just a disaster. And like the whole idea of like wrestling is like you have fans up front, they're talking, they're getting high upper crowd hyped. I mean, don't get me wrong, the crowd definitely like feeling actually going on in a ring but it just didn't feel, it felt like i don't know it felt like an odd show, we'll put it that way yeah like just something you didn't expect to really happen and it felt bad but i do i do want to talk about one thing that was kind of cool um did you did you see um did you happen to see like any of the like the, the back ex- videos that they have going out all the time not really no so there was one with uh, Jeff Hardy where Jeff Hardy was being interviewed by I think, Tom or Tom Matt. Mike Tom, Tom Phillips. Tom Mike's. Or Mike Rowe. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike Tom. Whatever. <sighs> I, like, I like how Jericho says it. <laughs> mm. So anyway, 
he was interviewing Jeff and he was telling Jeff, um, he's like, you know, congratulations on defending your title against Jinder Mahal. And they were talking about that. And then he's like, brother just won the Raw titles too. And, uh, you know, he was like, yes, I had a premonition of this great stuff for my brother. And then uh, behind, and they're literally having a conversation. And the funny thing was, is Matt goes, uh, Jeff acknowledged the Raw title. Those titles look awfully familiar. And Matt said, usually win them. I, he's like, I win one every April. For me, I was like, holy cow, like, that's a real statement. Like, you really, <laughs> like, I forgot that you and Jeff won them a year ago. And then here you are a year later, you're winning with, with Bray, Bray Wyatt, which got me to thinking, how many times has Matt Hardy won the Raw titles or WWE titles with you know, the tag titles, like, by, with him, right? So I had to look it up, and I saw there's only three, right? So Bray, Jeff, and then do you know who the... MVP. MVP. I was that like, was old, oh, sma- old SmackDown like, reference when they were feuding for the United States title. <laughs> exactly. Like, I forgot that this was a thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jeff has never won a tag... T- Jeff has never won a tag title with anybody other than Matt. That's crazy. Like, Matt, Matt's really the strategic one. Oh yeah, in, no, in the ring. Yeah, well, I mean, give or take, you know, if we're gonna get into logistics and everything, I'm sure. So, what was yeah. your take on it, Anthony? What was your take on it all? Uh, like it's kind of like what you guys said. A a D a D. It it it. What there's nothing really big about it. It's pretty uh, sad when. What stole the show was Titus World slide sliding under the ring. Oh, I, that was I, great. That, that was probably the best. That 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 stole the show. Unfortunately, when Corey Graves started laughing his ass off, I I mean it was just a pure hilarious moment. Not taking away from the fact that Titus's head and neck was literally inches away from hitting the metal bar that holds up the ring and could have snapped his neck, could have done some real serious injury, but thankfully he didn't get injured. The only thing that was hurt was his pride, but hilarious. I'm loving Titus world slide. They need to continue to go with that. Like they did in raw. Just, ah, yes. Hilarious. Loved it. Yeah. Definitely. They have the T-shirt now, right? You can buy the T-shirt on the shop zone. It's a thing, but it doesn't say World Titus World Slide. I think it should just done with Titus World Slide, but that's yeah. just me. I like that. I like that better. Yeah, Titus World know. Slide all needs to be a thing. I think the one thing yeah. else I took away from this is that relatively, like all the matches were like right around ten minutes long. You know what I mean? So it kept it short, minus the fifty-man Royal Rumble. Yeah, so right. on the average, though, it was like right around ten minutes. You like, I know, right. like you were right last week with yeah. something. Yeah, you were right with the John Cena Triple H match being the longest out of all the matches, aside from the Royal Rumble. It went 15 minutes and 45 seconds. It was the longest one. The second Intercontinental ladder match. Which and funny, that was a really good match. The Intercontinental match or the singles match between. No, the Intercontinental match. I'm oh, yes. Match. Yeah, I did not watch that. I was in, I was actually in uh, the movie theater watching Avengers at that time. And I pretty much got, I got home around the time Jeff Hardy was pinning Jinder. So I think I, the only match I missed that I was looking forward to was Cedric versus Kalisto. Right. Because the Cena Triple H match, there was there was no. I think that was just that was just build as a marquee match, so that way it would sell tickets or be like a headlined main event. But it really didn't do anything for anybody because it didn't boost anybody up. It doesn't give credibility to Triple H. It doesn't give credibility to John Cena. It's just oh, just for fun, yeah. Skip it, miss it, <laughs> meh. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, especially when they only use about eight moves total in that whole match. 
Ash. Yeah, we got to see a crotch chop, which, oh my Jeebus, we saw a crotch chop. Oh no! And, pff, I'm just <laughs> glad, glad I missed that. That's all I'm saying. Because there was mm, just, I, I don't feel like there was anything special with it. Cedric and Kalisto, however, I heard was like one of the matches of the night. Something that, that was really technically sound, really cased both cruiserweights. So I'm glad that that match got a lot of rave reviews. I just Bray think it's Wyatt, funny, though, that 205, 205 is stealing the show like consistently. Because I think we even talked about it at Russell that we said like we thought that. Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali was like one of the top matches. True. Like we were like, yo, like that was really good. Don't be sleeping on 205 Live, people. Do not sleep on 205 Live. Like the new, the way that they are doing stuff now, the new method of business on 205 has really picked up and has made 205 Live 100% watchable. I have loved watching it. Enzo was stripped the title because I wanted to see what was going to happen. And I've tuned in every week and I'm not disappointed. And it's not even an hour. Like they say, it's the most exciting hour of television. It's not. It's like 40 minutes tops. So, and I'm excited. They they brought up Buddy Murphy from NXT, which you two don't freaking watch it, which is fine. Even though you have the network and you should be watching it every Wednesday, which it's on in three minutes. So once we're done here, y'all need to go watch it. All right, I'll promise. My, I'll promise you right now, I will watch it tonight. You better. And then you need to start watching NXT from the beginning. From and the then beginning. Catch your stuff up. From the beginning, not the whole reality show part. That is garbage. But that way, that brought. What are you talking about? <sighs> Can we not <laughs> talk about on. failed Thanks. groups? Can we not talk? No, when you actually actual. when ugh, I hate him so much. When you start watching the actual like Orlando NXT stuff, you really get to see how awesome Seth Rollins was when he started out. Not that it was a highlight or anything, but you got to see Roman Reigns as a heel. Roman Reigns, how he should be. He was he wasn't wrestling in gear like a schmuck he was wrestling wrestling in trunks he had like this badass vibe like i'm better than thou and it will dean was wrestling in trunks and everything get to see how page really got started and everything around the women's division i really wish they would bring back raquel diaz she is eddie guerrero's daughter she had awesome matches and she had a lot of potential in nxt Really wish she would come back. Side note, she's married to Aiden English, so that really makes Aiden English a part of the Guerrero family. If you didn't know that, now you know. So, now you know. And that's all thanks to NXT. So thanks, Hunter. Thank you. Enough side notes. Marty is a regular on that show. (laughs) Uh, No, no, that's Katie. Katie is a regular on the show. I was only a regular on the show when they were doing the tapings here in Atlanta. That is it. <laughs> and if, if I want to like plug my little fame a little bit, I am literally in every Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Alamos like promo video or vignette that you can see. I'm there. Just look for the the bald headed sexy guy. That's me. That's me. So moving on. <laughs> enough enough bragging. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy defeated Sheamus and Cesaro. Sorry, Cliff, you lost that one. No, no, I, purposely no. took, I purposely took Cesaro and Sheamus because I was like, I don't want to follow the trend. I'm going to go with somebody oh, else. Oh, look at you being a rebel. Yeah. We were all, we were all wrong. We were all wrong with Jeff Hardy. We thought Jinder was going to carry the U.S. title over to, to uh, Raw again. And then I think I had... S- I think I had Miz, you had Joe, Katie had Rollins, so she got that one right. Yep. We all got Bludgeon Brothers right. No, you chose Usos. I did, you I chose, did take the Usos, purposely. We, we chose Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, we were, I think you were right about the outcome of AJ and Nakamura. I think 
you're the one who said it went it would go to a count out or qualification or something that because Katie picked a winning I picked Nakamura winning I think you picked AJ I'm gonna I probably won't we were all right about the Undertaker we're all wrong about freaking Lesnar and Roman that was so like touch on a quick second like I, was yeah, it like, let's give Roman some oxygen sure or was that like planned like it kind I don't of, I don't know I'm kind of like baffled just by the whole thing I think it's I think it I think it was planned because WWE doesn't really go that far and how Roman did you see how Roman landed on his neck oh I that was that was the highlight of the night the way he hit his head on the damn cage when he landed just like I, I think I think right there I think I think I th- it might have been somewhat planned to be like that but the I don't think it was supposed to be a spear through the cage the cage collapsing and Brock walking away with the title I think that was I think that was supposed to be the I think that was supposed to be the finish because they're trying to give validity to Roman having another match against Lesnar at some point in time and I think a lot of people think that he's uh that Roman is going to go over Joe this Sunday because now he has a chip on his shoulder. He has validity and he needs to have a win now or else he doesn't look credible to go back to fight Lesnar again for whenever that is. I, I can see that. I agree. It's writing. It's shitty booking. Roman to pull the plug on Roman. It would have happened at Mania. But for some reason, it's not. I said this before Mania, the Roman project, the Roman experiment is dead. And now we're just literally beating a dead horse with a giant ham sandwich. That is Brock Lesnar. That's to quote Katie. So hopefully she likes that. <laughs> Regardless, we're just, beating a de- we're just beating a dead horse. Braun won the Royal Rumble and is the face the face, the baby face of Raw, hands down. They even made a special ugly green title for that Royal Rumble, and they gave it to him. And Braun looks good with a title. Let's let's give him the red one now, please. Give him the red. The yes, the correct title. It's time. It was time at Mania, and we're just you're just pissing people off now. You're just literally spitting on people's intelligence. Samoa Joe. Got F5 once, Braun's got F5 once. It took Roman five times. Six times. Took six F5s. Took six F5s. I don't even want to talk about that mania, that that match, because it was just stupid. It it ruined it ruined Brock's finisher. It ruined the severity, the lethality of it. That's like someone kicking out of the tombstone seven times. Or six times. It's just... There's some things that you should just automatically protect. Agreed. And... I want to say... We have to wait and see. I usually try to keep that idea in my head. So that way nothing gets ruined. I can just like... They're building to something. They're building to something. But we all know... That... The writing team is not that good to continue on little aspects of things. They're just not. So. So not that I want to continue beating on this dead horse called the great ball, uh, the greatest, greatest Royal Rumble. You almost said great um, balls of fire, which was just just did. as bad as the dead horse. So. Yep. So, Chris Chris Jericho, number fifty entrant. Look like he uh, hasn't been in a gym for a while, or been well, practicing his touring DVD, with Fozzie. yoga. He's touring with Fozzie right now. Come on, he has not been. He's not been his, doing his yoga. His last match was against Omega, wasn't it, Kenny Omega? Yes. 
Which he looked he looked in shape though. And now he's yeah, January, during Kenny Omega, but that that was before Mania. Well before Mania. So I think yeah. it was February or January is when it was. I think it was February specifically. Yeah. But a lot that's two months. That is two months. Technically three months. Okay, it's been three months since then. And he's been touring. Well, so yeah, he put on he put yeah. on a little weight and he got a little he got a little chubby. Who cares? If you if yeah, you want to talk true. about if you want to talk <laughs> about aesthetics, let's talk about the the sunburn that Undertaker had on his forehead from wearing his cap backwards and being out in the sun. <laughs> that, was, that was severely <laughs> noticeable. It was a true thing. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I was trying not to acknowledge that. <laughs> So Backlash is Sunday, and Raw and SmackDown were the go-home shows leading up to this. Let's just, eh, we can mix it up a little bit. Let's just start with AJ Styles versus Nakamura, since that's the one that we're all looking forward to the most. Wait, those were go-home shows? I kind of felt like they were just, like, regular shows. That's (laughs) that's the lackluster. (laughs) These two shows were lackluster. It really had no more oomph for it they really like post backlash i feel we'll start having more oomph there won't be weird cross brand matches we can focus on everything because it was really weird to have samoa joe come out and taunt aj styles i mean don't get me wrong the like yes i love the fact that it was tna chance in the crowd it's like okay you get your tip of the hat that these guys are from there that's where they got their big name beside their names besides roh Ring of Honor for you people who don't know what Ring of ROH is. But, ooh, the potential! <laughs> I don't care. I would love AJ Styles, Nakamura, and Joe all in the same ring at the same time. That would be... Well, apparently before SmackDown, though, there was a dark match, and it was Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, yeah, no, that was the dark match after 205. That closed up the show. Yeah, so a lot of people were like, man, the show, it was really good, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of high praise for it, so I was like, okay. It's Daniel yeah, Bryan. Andy. You yeah, put well, Daniel I mean, Bryan in the ring with him. anybody other than Big Cass, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that match. It's gonna so, suck. <laughs> it, well, AJ Styles versus Nakamura is gonna be a no-DQ match. I think, I'm gonna channel a little bit of Katie here, I think AJ is gonna have a counter to Dick Puncher. And have a cup or have be like a la Bret Hart versus Goldberg and have something protecting him. Because I Dick Puncher. Dick Puncher. <laughs> Does Nakamura walk away at the title though? Now that we have teasing of Joe versus Styles. I wanna say that uh, I think AJ's gonna retain. Does that hurt the credibility of Nakamura, or is it just, are we going to be an eleva- Are we going to have an elevation of his heel character? I think there has to be an elevation of his. I think it's it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna show like he Nakamura is gonna be like doing everything he can, pull out all the tricks that he can to just make himself like to look like the top heel, and then obviously he's gonna lose to AJ Styles. Now. If he does win, though, I think it it just rockets his character even further. Mm-hmm. Like no no sad point. It's gonna be we're gonna be like, oh my god, like this is the new era of Shinsuke Nakamura, where he's just he's gonna do anything he wants to do to win, which is gonna be such a uh, a breath of fresh air into that. I mean, he's already bad. He is already as a heel is a huge breath of fresh air. It's completely new. It's uh, it was unexpected. Like I said last week, I've never seen Shinsuke as a heel while he was over in New Japan Pro Wrestling, so I don't know his heel work. But this is just this is so good. Like SmackDown is is uh, it just with the main event picture right now. It is good with the potential of Joe entering in once this Roman Reigns match is gone, having AJ Shinsuke. And Joe in the main picture is just is it is a is a Mark's dream. 
So, so here's my question with this: How is how is WWE gonna gonna market this? With say, say Shinsuke does win, <clears throat> are you gonna have two heels go after each other for the title, or are you gonna have AJ and Joe go after each other? And if that's the case, who's gonna come into the title picture to try to face um, Shinsuke? Is it gonna be Daniel Bryan? I have two words for you to answer that question. Triple threat. It will be a but triple how, threat. How, match. how long can how long can you really go with that triple threat? Like you're gonna just gonna you're gonna push Joe away again, like you've been doing after after he's been in the main picture. That, that that's where I'm just thinking. I think AJ keeps the title, <clears throat> feuds with feuds with Joe, and Shinsuke somehow helps Joe win the title. Well, let me reference back to another big feud that had a third person enter in and stayed a mainstay of that feud. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, and Kane. It was started off as CM Punk and Daniel Bryan with interference of AJ Lee. Kane then comes in and it becomes a thing. Yeah, Kane was clearly just filler to do something with Daniel Bryan, but it became a thing. So I think what happens is Joe and Nakamura already have history. You guys haven't watched NXT. They put on some of the greatest matches of NXT. Samoa Joe is a two-time NXT champion, and he was the first one. And that came at the hands of Nakamura. Joe beat Finn Balor. Balor got promoted up to main roster. Joe held the title up until Nakamura challenged, dropped the title to Nakamura, and then won it back, and then dropped it again. So they're both two-time NXT champions, the only two. So that dynamic, that's why Joe was like ready, was mounted up, ready to go, because they, they, keeping the history alive, keeping the kayfabe alive. So I see that dynamic working. I see Joe wouldn't be playing the full heel. Nakamura would be playing the full heel. AJ would be playing the full face. Joe would be the tweener. And it would work. Because Joe is cheered so much because he's got good promos. He's got the entrance. He's got the gravitas. AJ is AJ. And Nakamura is being billed perfectly as the top, you know, dirty heel. So I think for maybe one, two pay-per-views after backlash, I can see the three of them working a program together. See, I, it's funny. Cause I see it differently though. I see like AJ retaining. And then after like the Shinsuke match, uh, Nakamura goes towards the back and then AJ Styles gets jumped from behind by Samoa Joe. And then that's where you like start to see the kickoff of that program go. Or even if you see it the next week on SmackDown, like Joe comes over and he tells Nakamura, no, you've had your chance. You've blown it a couple times. It's my time. And then he just goes for the title. So where does Nakamura then, go? Because they're not going to push away Nakamura after this huge heel turn at Mania. He goes, he goes to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's already working a, a, an angle with Cass and Miz. And it's just I starting think- with Cass. So that's not going to end abruptly. Daniel Bryan, him feuding against Daniel Bryan will gain him heat, as we saw on, in Montreal. Yeah, hell, even at, the, even at the Royal Rumble, it gained heat when he eliminated Daniel Bryan. So, I think the feud with Cass lasts until, say, June or July, and then we start building into, Muse, uh, into Miz Daniel Bryan for SummerSlam. And I think with the WWE title picture, I think we're going to have AJ, Shinsuke, and Joe up until SummerSlam. I think the first, I think the triple threat is going to continue. I think that triple threat feud probably will go on until SummerSlam when we culminate in the actual triple threat. I think if AJ does retain against Shinsuke, Joe will be up next, but maybe Joe will interfere or Nick Nakamura will interfere and cause a disqualification or something like that. I think that's, I think they're just interjecting Joe into the feud and we're going to have a slow build until some of for that triple threat, because that is a huge triple threat match. Yeah. So, I agree. so Roman is probably going to beat Joe. Unfortunately, whatever. No one cares. Poor Joe. Yeah. I said this two months ago when Joe debuted. I was like, Joe is going to get fed to Roman at the next pay-per-view. I'm sticking by it. Joe is going to get fed, unfortunately. Seth Rollins and The Miz, since you you brought up that match, 
Is Seth retaining, or is Miz tying Jericho for nine times? I think oh, man, Seth. Cool. I think Seth retains just because you want to keep the 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 U.S. title is over on SmackDown already. Raw needs a, needs a title. Miz and Daniel Bryan, if they do do that, when they do get the uh, their feud going, he's got to be on SmackDown. So I think Rollins keeps. Yeah, I think that's the logical the logical aspect there. Has to be. I agree. Hardy versus Orton. Again, this is cute little tidbit. This is the fourth championship that these two have gone face to face for in about twelve years. If you remember, they fought each o- each other for the Intercontinental Title back in. 2006, 2007, something like that. Right, right after Jeff actually returned and won the title and had that feud with Johnny Nitro slash John Morrison and Umaga, there was a championship yeah. match for that. There was the tag feud, the Hardys versus Rated RKO, as well. They fought for those titles. Of course, the Jeff Hardy Orton feud for the WWE title back when Randy was psychotic, and now ten years later, we have. Hardy and Orton versus the U.S. title. So it's kind of like a little Grand Slam. (laughs) Literally, those two, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's funny because they both won. They both got their their Grand Slams within three months of each other, and it was for the. It was with the U.S. title that they were able to accomplish that. So funny. But who do we have winning? Do we have Orton? Do we have Hardy? I feel like I go uh, either way. Yeah, I kind of want to go with Hardy on this one. I just, yeah, that's what I'm going to end up picking. I'm just going to go Hardy all the way. Me too. I think I'm going to go Hardy with this one, just so they can keep the the belt around Jeff. Maybe work something. This is just a long shot. Work something with the with Bray and Matt having titles also. I don't think there's going to be any more correlation. I think the only other interactions they're going to have is just going to be at pay-per-views. I'm going to, I think the reason why they moved Jeff to SmackDown is so that way break, uh, not break, Matt can do his Woken Warrior shtick on Raw, and then Jeff, they can probably try to elevate Jeff to being the main event superstar that he was back in 2010. I think that's the plan. And they have, enough, they have enough heel power. They have enough heel power on SmackDown to make that happen with Miz, Nakamura, Joe, potential of Randy turning since he's been begging for it to tur- begging to turn. And then I would leave um, good faces with AJ, Jeff, Daniel. I really can't think of another face that is high up there. Eh. But I mean, that's, that's a good mid-card main event picture roster right there. I don't count big cast because I just, he's a, sh- okay. he's, a sh- he's a schmuck. He's a schmuck. So Daniel Bryan versus big cast is cast going to get the win or is Daniel going to get the win? Cause technically this is Daniel's first singles match back on pay-per-view, but this is also Cass's first match back in general. And Daniel already got his first match win victory at mania. Technically, so is Daniel put Cass over? Is Cat? I mean, is Daniel going to put a stop to Cass, or and this feud is going to continue? I I, I kind of don't care. I kind of just want Daniel to win, but I can see why, like writing, why they would want to put Cass over D- Brian for those reasons. Yeah, I definitely think that. I would. I want. Uh, it's weird, man, because. I I kind of like Big Cass. I know like he's not popular with you or even Katie, um, but I kind of like Big Cass only because like, as far as like a big guy, he's very agile. As far as like what like watching about him, I don't really watch him because I'm like, oh look, he, he obviously he can't talk on a mic. He sucks. And that promo that he cut on SmackDown was 
horrendous. It was dreadful to watch. And I know a lot of people who did like it because they were like, oh, yeah, it was like, it worked well. I was like, but it didn't work well for him. And it just sounded like he was just a big babbling idiot. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Daniel gets the win only because he's like the, he's like the face. And I don't think they want, like, they don't want to damage anything that he's done so far, like to get to where he's been, especially with the whole like fight for your dreams and your dreams will fight for you promo. So right. definitely, I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, go with Daniel Bryan on this one. Agreed. I'm also going with Daniel Bryan on there just because it is his first singles match. This is the the big I'm coming back, even though he's won against with Shane. Like you, like you said, this is a his first real singles match, and he's a singles competitor. I think he's going to get the win over over uh, Big Cass. I hope so. I hope you guys are right. I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> so, next match is let's see. Let me go back to what I was looking at. Because I am prepared and I clicked things. <laughs> uh, the match that was added: Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That was added. Yeah, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be funny. I'm gonna go with Team Canada on this one. Only reason being is because every time they've put like obviously Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley like has been in a match, won those matches, and I just think like. Two weeks ago, they won. Last week, they are uh, this uh, the going home show. They won with Roman Reigns. I just think going in against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on a pay per view, I just I would like to see Team Canada beat Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. But I know, like in the end, it's gonna end up it'll hurt Braun. But if no, Bobby wait, takes the fall, but if I, Bobby takes the fall, then I think I hope there's like a Bobby heel turn or something. Like they they screw each other up or something. Yeah, I and just Kevin and Sammy do heel tactics to capitalize. Well, Bobby is obviously right now. Bobby's like the guy that you put in the match. You make him like do the whole endurance thing, and then like he tags in Braun, and Braun cleans the house. True. I think it's a win. Like that's what we're. That's what we've been seeing the last two weeks. Not really. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the WWE just kind of they brought Bobby Lashley back and let him know like, hey, by the way. This is gonna be your role until after backlash, and then we're gonna we're gonna let you loose. So we'll see. But I just think he's just kind of like the placeholder right now for Braun Strowman, so that he can get the hot tag. But I'd like to see Kevin and Sammy like keep Bobby away, and then like they go over and like mess with Braun Strowman, and eventually pick up the cheap win. Right. I uh, I I think that. I'm going to go Team Canada on this one also. I think Sammy and Kevin win this. Hey, you to kind of give them a little bit of a more of a push to they, they can get a win. I I don't remember the last time those two won a match together, or if they have. Um, I think that's, that's where WD's going to come in and say, you know, something's going to happen with Braun where Braun's going to chase somebody and leave Bobby Lashley open and KO is going to pop up powerbomb on him and win it. That, that's where I could see that going. Yeah, they've, um, they've lost every match that's being on Raw. They lost in the 10-man tag. They lost in the... It was a six-man tag. They got both got, they both got counted out. Yup. And that one other match. So they have zero wins so far coming back to Raw. I think, yeah. and they they didn't really have a whole lot of matches leading up into Mania because they were quote unquote fired. So it's been a while since they got a win. It's been a while. So I think I I, I would like to see a win. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Braun and Bobby. I don't want that to happen. I I think it's going to be them winning, but I want. The heart wants Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The brain thinks Braun and Bobby. So, so which way are you going? Yes. <laughs> that is my answer. Yes. 
<laughs> okay. I Heart says one thing, brain says another, so either way I'll be disappointed or surprised. I'm going to be feeling something. So Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss is also up for grabs. Nia's probably going to go over. Hey, shout-outs for having women wrestling back on a pay-per-view event, though. Yay! Yay! They're not um, second-class citizens in America, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we won't go yeah. into that. But yay, they're on TV! Yay! Shout-outs for not having, to, not having to have the Saudi Arabian government apologize because, you know, there's women... There was a picture of Carmella on the screen, and the crowd went, ooh! Oh, no! <laughs> so... Not dissing I... someone's culture or anything, but it's backwards backwards as fuck. Anyways. Um I so I would definitely think that Nia Jax definitely stays stays champion. So the IC title, in my opinion, is the top title of Raw. Again, in my opinion. I think the, the thing that Raw is lacking is that big oomph of an, a championship that fucking matters. Again, not taking away from the IC title, but I mean, Brock, I just, Roman is just not doing anything for Raw. People don't pay tickets to go see Roman. There's literally so many other things involved that bring greatness to Raw. It's not Roman. I would say Seth Braun. Finn, Matt Hardy, Ronda, even Sasha and Bailey, as dull as they've been, I think those are the reasons why you have tickets going on sale for Raw. It's not fucking Roman Reigns. And I agree with you. Uh, and and I'm I'm, I'm going to bring up a, a scenario that I told Cliff about, like the, with the and Cliff's just going to go ah, watch. But it was it's the uh, it's the authors of Pain. They got rid of their manager. They're gonna, uh, they're gonna f- tag team up with Roman Reigns and be called the Reign of Pain. Right, right before, right before you say that, the, I, I, uh, I, I did not give credit to you for that, by the way. But I did mention that last week that that could be something that possibly happens. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Reign of Pain that I, that I told you about. Yeah. Well, you're I, I, for that one, Cliff. <laughs> I don't know. I, oh, yeah. I, Definitely. I don't I don't know about I don't know. The AOP is just it's I it's just in a weird state of state of living for me right now without Paul Ellering. I don't know, it's just, just post mania right now it has they have so much potential with what's going on. Like I'm really excited about Mickey James. I I know she's older. She's been around for a long time, but just the revitalization of her character and being heel, I think it's great. Um, I'm still a fan of Sasha. I really want a Sasha Bailey. Like, I want something to come out of it, even though I'm exhausted over it. Drew and Dolph are exciting. Matt and Bray are entertaining. Seth and Finn are also entertaining. I, it's just, I hate to, you have to pick and choose the pop positives in order to make it bearable but it's you know it is what it is you just you have to look at the bright side of everything and that's Smackdown, why it's stale well i think the reason why raw is stale is because they just got terrible writing they have three hours if the smackdown was three hours it'd be the best show on the market I think it would rival NXT because SmackDown's roster is so stacked. We still not have seen the debut of Andrade Cien Almas in Selena Vega. We still have not seen Sanity. We have yet to see Absolution up until next week. Like, it's so stacked. Where the f*** is Ty Dillinger? You know? Not being a 10. Right. Like, there is so much talent on SmackDown that they're not freaking using. SmackDown could afford to go to three hours just to showcase everything. And for some reason, it feels like Ross lacks or is struggling. So I get where you're going. It's just, it's frustrating because if you just switch the rosters, if you put all the rosters SmackDown and Raw to the three hours and all the roster 
of Raw onto SmackDown, I think that would make more sense. It would be evenly showcased. It would make more sense. But alas, I don't work and no one would listen to me anyways because I'm just some schmuck in Atlanta. What the fuck ever. <laughs> you know what, though? I think, I think something that will help like with Raw, too, is that you really, like, you got to drive more storylines. Like, yeah, it's weird to look at the storylines and not see them. But really, the women's division is what would carry Raw if you let them. Like, in that second hour, you can literally just have women's wrestling. And the women will carry it because they do a great job. Well, like, I don't, you don't have to scatter them around. I get tired of seeing the Control-C, Control-V success thing where they put all the girls in one one or two like skits really quick and in one match and then that's it and you're just kind of like whatever like the sasha banks ruby riot match i thought was really great i thought that if you have those two who are putting on this great show give another match that's going to be about you know 15 20 minutes long you're probably going to get the same result if you just let the girls do their thing like it would be great to see um like another member of the Riot Squad versus Bailey, and not have Sasha Banks come out and help because she's obviously in a bag. He intended to. Like it would just it would have just made sense to put two or three women's matches on the cards and really start stirring this like get these storylines really going instead of just like hey we have the women's championship and that's it. Right. Okay. Well, let's. I'm not saying let's put another championship on there, but. Let's drive more stories that eventually will start entangling all the other girls to wrestle each other. Like, it would just make sense. But they, you know, yet we're going to be focused on, hey, we're going to let Roman come out here for 20 minutes and talk about how he got cheated out of the universal title and that he should be the true champion. And then we get some weird video of uh, Samoa Joe talking about how he's going to put the dog to sleep. Oh, cool. We did that two weeks ago. We did that last week. Uh, nobody wants to hear it a third time. Let's just move on, you know, and I I don't care for it. Like, I just want I, – I, it's weird for me. I really just want to see the women be showcased more in, like, that second hour because I think more people pay attention. And in the third hour, you will see, like, people will be like, all right, I want to pay attention to the third hour because, you know, at that point you can have Finn in them, Finn in there. You could have Bobby Lashley in there. You'd have – Kevin and Sammy in there, like, and in the first hour, you'd have like some of the mid card guys, so you kind of build up, or you can even have a, a hot match right off the start and then have like a couple mids, have the women's wrestling in the middle hour, and then have like the big guys at the end. WCW has so much success because they used to have the cruiserweights carry the show for the first hour, and in the second hour, you had the main eventers, you know what I mean? And it could essentially be the same thing, yeah. It's just, it, they need to have better writers. They need to have better writers for Raw. For some reason, they don't have... They, they're writing SmackDown fine, but they're not writing Raw fine. They're writing NXT wonderfully. They're not writing Raw fine. I, I agree with you. And you know what? And just, just even like, like Cliff talk, was talking about that last part of that show, <clears throat> you have Kevin and Sammy. You know, here's one thing that, that they could do. Why don't you put Kevin and Sammy as a tag team into the tag team division and see what happens? Play with that fire. Yeah, I can dig it. But I, at the same time, I think the the division, the Raw tag division, while it's stale, is still kind of it's kind of stacked. Kind of, it's, it is very stacked. But it's just there's no. I think I. I wouldn't say, hmm, what's the word I would use? It's not mm, credible. Would that be the word? But how's it's not it, credible, or it doesn't have? Mm. I'm guessing. I, I really don't see how it, how it's too stacked with with Bray and Matt as the tag team champions. Like who who really do you, who are they going to feud with next? I well, mean, I mean you can, do you have the you Ascension? Have do you have you have AOP? You have the Ascension? You have Brizongo? You have the the former Mistourage, but are the, yeah, any of those really yeah, are, are any of those are, are going to happen? Like, it's very possible. You well, get Dolph, yeah, you get Drew, Dolph, go ahead. Drew and Dolph. Oh yeah, Drew and there's Drew and Dolph. Why do I keep, why am I sleeping on them for some reason? I don't understand what's going on with me. Um, <laughs> like, you got, like, Sammy, you got Sammy, 
Yeah, you got Titus Worldwide, you got Sammy and Kevin. But they're that's technically still, a tag team. That's still the, the revival compared to what SmackDown has. We'll still, still have revival. And you possibly have the reunion of American Alpha once Jason Jordan comes back, because even though even though Chad Gable's set to be a singles competitor, quote unquote, you know that that would be ended up as a good feud. That they they're not just going to throw that away. If he decide, See, that's what I'm thinking about. If they decide to actually do something with the cruiserweights on Raw again, which they haven't done it since way before WrestleMania. I mean, you have that team of Hideo and Akira Tozawa. That's fantastic. Like, that is an incredible tag team. Like, I love the way they work. Even though they've been booking them to lose, that's still an incredible team. I mean, the SmackDown tag roster right now has got, you got the bar. You've got technically Sanity. You got Usos. You got the Usos. You got, you got the Bludgeon Brothers. Day. You got the New, new Day. Oh, and you got the club. Oh, yeah, you do got the club. Oh, and you have the colognes. But Epico is still injured with a shoulder injury. Is it a SmackDown team, or is that considered a Raw team? They're still Raw. They, they were drafted last... Uh, they were drafted over last year. They just have been in... They haven't been highlighted a whole lot because Primo got injured, was injured for a little bit. And then right as they came back, Epico got injured with shoulder injury. So it's just they haven't really been there. So there's that. There's that. <laughs> I, I just I just think if you're gonna make it more exciting, the the extent extension, Frizongo, uh, in any really anybody that that you put into that tag team picture, minus the authors of pain or Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre are going to be, are, it's going to fade fast. Uh, no. I think that I, you don't think so. Revival. They're uh, going to finally no, build a revival to the way, way they, they're, they were in NXT. And then, it is, it is damn time for them to be the badasses that they were in NXT. And I would like, like that too, but that's where you got, that's where you come up with, you you go tell Jason Jordan let's come back let's let's put you let's put American Alpha together let's let's put Kevin and, and Sammy in there and let's make let's make that second hour worth raw instead of a bland of what it is again better writing if as long as they just get better writing for raw we we'd be fine and just keep Baron Corbin away from my goddamn TV screen goddamn Mike <laughs> he is. What I call the boring coma of Monday Night Raw. He is boring. He is about as boring as Roman Reigns. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. He's a he's a lesser mid card Roman Reigns. Worst part about it too is that you know, especially now that he's got this feud with No Way Jose, it's just, it's not it's not good. That, I'm not getting that match that like I did last has week. so much more potential. That that match had so much potential that you could you could use like as momentum gainer. And instead, what we did is we focused on Titus O'Neil and his mess up from the Greatest Royal Rumble. And so is Baron going to be feuding a... with Titus and Titus Worldwide, or is he going to be feuding with No Way Jose? I uh, it's shitty writing. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think it's shitty writing. I think it's terrible that the WWE kind of treats the fans like. Hey, don't don't worry about that. That doesn't make sense. You don't have to look at that. We're gonna look at this over here. Like, well, wait a minute. You started this feud with No Way Jose and Titus Worldwide into it, or are you trying to make it that No Way Jose joins Titus Worldwide and then eventually no, please no Titus Worldwide no ew. Do you don't you don't think that could be a thing? I don't want that to be a thing. I don't want that to be Titus Worldwide. I like No Way Jose by himself. Joke. They are a joke. Sorry, Apollo Crews. It's really yeah. shitty that Apollo Crews, with his talent and his ability, is stuck with the fucking black hole vacuum of everything that is Titus O'Neil. But, ugh. And are they really screwing me up getting real time with... Uh... They, they screwed Apollo by bringing him up way too quickly. He was only in NXT for like six, seven months. And he really didn't have any real credible feuds with anybody. 
he had a feud with I think think Baron Corbin. I don't even remember because it wasn't that um it wasn't that memorable of a run in NXT. Like he was only on TV. Let's see, he debuted in. Yeah, he debuted in August of 2015. And then he. And he had athleticism. So that's all they really. Just. Yeah. I know another guy who was really terrible on the mic, but got put under a great mentor. And once he got put under that great mentor, like he became like the most electrifying athlete in sports entertainment. But the problem is, though, is that. Titus O'Neil, like, although he's he's been rumored, like, I've heard, like, great things about him in the back, like, as a leader, like, he's not the same kind of person like Ron Simmons was, and he right. can't, he can't, he can't turn a good guy into a great guy like Ron Simmons did with The Rock, you know what I mean? So, it's, Titus O'Neil can only take, like, good guys and make them good guys. He can't, he doesn't have that extra ability to leverage a guy up, because even, like, Mark Henry was, you know, D'Lo Brown, like all those guys all greatly, like when Farouk became Farouk, like, yo, like everybody like succeeded with him. And Titus O'Neil doesn't have that same, he's very charismatic as far as his character wise, but he doesn't have that same like push. Even if he was a turn heel, it wasn't very good. And everybody knew it too. They just snuffed it out. So I kind of feel bad for him, but in the same token, like Apollo, Apollo Cruz is just suffering because of it. Like this is a guy who literally could be like, Hey, you know what? Like I'm in your face. I'm, I, he, he, you could pair him with Bobby Lashley. Like you could have paired him with Bobby Lashley and you could have called him like some ridiculously dumb, dumb name. I don't really know what to call it, but they could be uh, team black. B L A C, Bobby Lashley, <laughs> Apollo Cruz. Oh, I like that. I, got, I like I got, that. I got dumb jokes. Yeah, get on it. Like that's funny. Yeah, it's just he had he had good matches in NXT. He had a really good match debut match against Ty Dillinger. He had a great match against Finn Balor. He then started a stupid feud with Baron Corbin, and then it led into a small feud with Elias which then he got brought up to Raw after Mania last, uh, not last year, but the year before in 2016. And it's been, he's been on like a cool setting cruise control because he hasn't done anything. I think his best moment was when he won the number one contendership to the IC title and went on to face the Miz and lost. That's yep. it. He hasn't done anything. And again, bad writing. But then again, he was on SmackDown for a little bit as well. So it like just in general, I think he is a victim of being brought up way too soon. Like way too soon. Yeah. I get yeah, that he had he had he had, yeah he had, didn't really develop anything. He was he's just been brought up as a body because they liked his wrestling ability. But again, wrestling can't save you from everything. And it's like they and it's like they're showcasing him so much as someone who doesn't have a character, but someone who does have character and has wrestling ability that had great matches and long feuds in NXT is now nowhere to be found. Ty Dillinger. He had he yep. was so over with the 10 chance and being the perfect 10. They used him quickly, debuting him at the Royal Rumble, and then finally going over to SmackDown, and then they do nothing with him. God, I freaking hate the writers. Well, and is it, is it, is it like all 100% just on the writing team? Maybe it's like, yes. Vince is like, I don't care what you do. It's just Vince, do something it's Vince, Road Dog, and the writing team. Yeah. I Triple I H hope, is gonna have to get in there. I hope Devon. I hope Devon fucking starts doing some great shit with the booking and producing. Please. So. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be a thing. 
like I'm such a huge fan like of Ty Dillinger's like I just think like he's very charismatic like I do remember like when like when he first debuted like everybody was mad excited for him and then like because wasn't he hurt like technically didn't they see he got hurt the night before Who? uh the Royal Rumble like Who? before the takeover Ty Who, Ty yeah he had he a really good he had a, a really good match with Eric Young of Sanity. Yeah, and then the next night he was on the Royal Rumble. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, I like him a lot. And I think, he, like I said, he's got a lot of charisma to him. And then they give him that stupid storyline right now with, hey, you're with R-Truth and he went to the wrong arena and blah, 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 blah. What, like, is, what, is, what is even that? What is even that? I and don't... They, and they they tried him with a New Day thing. And I was like, I don't know what you guys are doing. I really don't. Like, Dillinger has done nothing as well. Fucking Apollo Crews and Dillinger have done nothing. And it's I just agree with you both because of crap writing. Ugh. I hate to end... Well, I guess I could... Freaking Zack Ryder's on Raw. He may be... But team him up with Kurt Hawkins, goddammit. That's my last... That Edgeheads. Yes! <laughs> Edgehead reunion. Book it. <laughs> I have it booked in my WWE 2K18 game. They are, I think, <laughs> they were like the longest running Raw Tag Team Champions in my universe mode. I don't oh, know how. Nice. I, I put them up against the team of Shinsuke and Hideo. Hideo and Akira. Who else I put them up against? Edge and Christian. The Hardys. I've done it. I've, I've had them face up against a lot of different teams. I think they finally lost to who was it? It was someone very lackluster. I think it was Jinder and Rusev. I think they lost finally to Jinder and Rusev. So. <laughs> I was going to say, was it uh, Curtis Axel and David Otunga? Uh, David yeah. Otunga is not even in this, the recent game. But oh. I've, I've, pushed, I've pushed Curtis Axel to be a pretty decent IC champion. So... I don't play that game enough. Especially okay. with Drew McIntyre's new set in there. Oh, so good. So good. Well, we really got in-depth conversation. We really did something different tonight with hitting on not only little bits of pieces of recap, but we reviewed Greatest Royal Rumble, gave it a D. We previewed Backlash with coinciding remarks on the Ron SmackDown recap, and we talked about hashtag missed opportunities again with certain individuals. So I like the changeup. It was nice. We missed Katie, but Anthony, we loved having you on. Any finally, any finally closing moments, comments, hit on before we ended up, wrap it up? So one thing that I was just kind of checking out um, there was a random video YouTube channel, yeah. right? And it was like 10, 10 couples that were like dating. The one that really threw me off, I just wanted to talk about it. Uh, Megan Kelly, is that her name? Megan, all right. Kathy Kelly? Kathy. Kathy. No, sorry, Kathy, no, no. Kelly. I'll be bitter about this. No. Kathy. Uh, nope. yeah. Finn Balor nope. and Kathy. Nope. Yeah, that's a thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it is not a thing. <laughs> Is is it not a thing for you? It's not a thing for me. Nope. 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 Yeah. Crazy. Crazy enough. <laughs> I but thought I was it was like, weird. What? I thought it was weird at one point that Dana Brooke and Dolph were a thing, or allegedly a thing. Allegedly. I still find it weird that Renee Young and Dean Ambrose, of all people, oh, are they, are they married? That's yeah. the answer. That's the answer. I think that would be a huge answer to Raw's issue, is the return of Dean Ambrose. I agree. I 100% do that agree. Would, that. that would fill the motherfucking void of a good heel if they decide not to do anything with, not to turn Roman. Dean Ambrose as a heel, yes. No, no. That, there's your no. void. There it is. No. 
Oh, absolutely not. What? You can't put Dean as... You, no, absolutely not. We just went over Dean, the fact that Raw is stacked with a shit ton of faces. A lot of good guys. And unfortunately, Dean makes a better face than a heat. Love Dean. No, no. Fans love Dean. Oh, yeah, fans love a lot of fucking things. Fans love Dean. Uh, Yeah, yeah. fans Fans hated. Fans fans hated Seth Rollins. Fans seethed at Seth Rollins. He was a great natural heel. But look at him now. He's getting fucking praise from Hall of Famers as being the top face, one of the best faces right now. On why not switch it? Oh, give Dean a chance to be loathsome and hated. He was a great heel in NXT. He was psychotic as a heel on the indies. Why not He's bring the hardcore, ch- the hardcore championship back? Too many times. I, think, I thought we were just talking about absurd things. I'm sorry. I, no, <laughs> shush. We're, we're, especially with the fact that we're probably getting a women's tag team titles uh, sometime this year because they've been made. The, the 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 script or not the script the uh, blueprint of them has been leaked. Same thing with the cruiserweight tag titles. There are way too many ta- titles in WWE right now. I know. Now I'm just yeah, NX, you, man. Well, you're a terrible razzer. Dean as a heel would be fan fantastic. He would be the top heel, top heel, and ah, that's yeah. even even going over Kevin and Sammy. But who do you have him come? Like, does he come in and just? Seth. Right away, Seth. Right away, Seth. It would establish as a heel. It was was apparently supposed to happen anyways. He got injured. Yeah. Yeah. And I was excited for that because he, he, Katie, I'm glad she isn't here because she is a huge, huge, huge Dean Ambrose fan. She loves, she's in love with him. 100%. 100%. She, and, and, her, and her boyfriend knows it too. Dean, has, Dean, before he got injured, was 100% stale. He was boring. I was over it. The shtick was done. Like, he's loopy. He's crazy. He's, you know, he's chaotic or whatever. In, like, he, turning that to a heel motive, like a la Brian Pillman or Stone Cold, it, like his maniacalness before... He turned face before, like, when he was feuding with Bret Hart before that double turn. Fit the mold perfectly of what Raw is missing. So, there's that. Yeah. When he comes back. Hopefully soon. All right. Well, we have spent a while talking. We do have to wrap this up. So, for Katie, my name is Martin. Anthony, again, thank you so much for joining us this week. We can't wait to have you on other segments. And Cliff... Thank you, as always, for joining in. I guess, you know, that's good night. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye, guys. guys.